Hello, and welcome to Follow the Woo podcast, where each week I, Fenelon Kush, will guide you on a journey into the land of the woo. We're going to investigate witchcraft, meditations, the paranormal and supernatural, alien and fey encounters, gurus, shamanism, and, and, and all the woo. So hold on to your butt. This just might be the weirdest part of your day. Hello, humans. Happy full moon in Aries. Or not so happy. I struggle with Aries in general. I think it's a bit too aggressive for me. So when you take that aggressive energy of Aries and you smoosh it together with the intensity and the drama of a full moon, it's just like, ugh, I guess I just need to take a nap until it's over is how it feels. It can kick up really impulsive, volatile energy. I don't know about you, but I am feeling a little bit of that. But the cool thing about Aries and anger is that you can transmute anger pretty easily into major power. In that way, Aries is cool because it kind of pushes you to make a choice. You can either be bitchy or you can take that anger and you can transmute it into some kick-ass power. The other cool thing is that that power is just in time for Mercury going direct finally. Woohoo! I know. Thank you. Praise the patron saint. Dolly pardon. Let us pray. Thank goddess. That was a tough one. So we're coming out of retrograde and stepping into power. That's my intention. We'll see where it goes. So hopefully by the end of the week, we'll be able to get a little bit more like grounded again and able to refocus our energies back on our bigger goals, dreams, projects, things like that. Anywho, I have been wanting to do this episode for a long time. It is about a legend in the area that I grew up in, central Pennsylvania. So let's go back to the 1930s-ish. We're talking the Depression. There's a trucking company in Pennsylvania. And the Depression kicked everybody's asses and this trucking company went bankrupt. Well, years later, this company was able to pull itself up by its bootstraps, reemerge, and become one of the most successful trucking companies nationwide at that time. And John P. Hall was the owner of it at that time. And he was an eccentric man. He was also kind of shady, is the word that I'll use. And he says, oh man, I'm going to build my dream home. So Hall Mansion was built by John P. Hall in 1981 for about two million-ish. And that was a lot of money at that time. And this place was complete with a 16-story observation tower, eight bedrooms, eight bathrooms, two kitchens, a game room, racquetball and squash courts, a 25-car garage, and a bomb shelter. It also had 17 fireplaces, a coal oil, and solar heating system, and an electric generating plant. In 1993, Hall abandoned construction on the property due to bankruptcy proceedings. 
and he was later sentenced to two years in federal prison after being found guilty on several counts of bankruptcy fraud, wire fraud, and concealing foreign assets from creditors. Now, I've also heard that he did have some arsonry on his record, which is important to remember because Hall Mansion burned down. Hall had to abandon construction on the property in 1993 because of the bankruptcy. And in 1995, two years later, the house burned down. It's still there. Part of the structure is still there. And of course, this giant tower, which is the most interesting part of Hall Mansion. It's a 16-story tower that you can see from I-81. Right off the road, you can see. I mean, it's this very tall, I guess it's called a Carillion Tower for like it was going to be a bell tower. It was kind of his, I don't know, it was his hot shit at the moment. He wanted to stand up there and look at all of his minions. The other cool thing about this place is that it had a moat And actually, to this day, it still has a partial moat. I know that because I checked out the records and it's still up for sale right now. The company that bought it in the 90s, they still own it and they've tried over the years to sell it. I think it was up for 1.25 million at one point. And it's like, come on, what? It's not. I mean, it's 16 acres of land, but that's still way too much money for 16 acres of land in Pennsylvania with this burnt crispy little mansion that has all kinds of weird paranormal stories. Not to mention, in March of 1995, Ernest Barr Jr., just this 22-year-old kid, fell to his death from the tower's elevator shaft. He was 10 stories up and he fell to his death there. That's not really a selling point. So now I think today, I just checked today, and I think it's 799000 Still far too high for what you're getting. But I don't know, maybe some paranormal investigators will scoop it up or something because there's a lot of interesting legends about the place. And you can totally Google it. Just put in Hall Mansion or Hall Tower, Pennsylvania, and you can see the tower. There's a whole vibe of the place, right? There's been probably not credible reports of Satanists being out there. Apparently, there was another man who also died when they had to drain part of the moat. The legend was that he got sucked into the the suction thing of the moat and he died in it, which is pretty gruesome. But actually, the way that he died was he had a stroke. And I don't know how the stroke happened. Maybe he saw the ghost that allegedly haunts the tower. Now, was the ghost there prior to the dude falling to his death, or is it the dude that fell to his death? These are questions that have no answers, probably, but they roll around my mind nonetheless. There has been some talk, some town talk, about a drowning that happened nearby and some other deaths in the area around Hall Manor. There's also an alleged incident of a man hanging himself from the top of the tower. I don't know if those are true because I'm picking them up from like Reddit threads and blogs and things like that. So not sure, but there's a lot of interesting stuff there. What I'm going to share with you today is a recording of my friends and I, Dustin and Jimbo, talking about our experiences going to Hall Mansion when we were teenagers, like 1,000 years ago. So you'll hear us kind of trying to put the pieces together of what happened. And as you're hearing the stories that we remember, you know, when we're digging all this old stuff back up, you'll notice that most of the things, maybe they could be paranormal, maybe not paranormal, but there's one 
thing that happened in particular, I'll just say it has to do with a car. So you'll know which one I'm talking about. There are a few things that happen with a car. One of them is really not explainable unless there was a paranormal element. And that's what I'm most interested in, of course. To this day, what I find so curious about Hall Mansion is the combination of things that are happening, right? So you have this guy who is very eccentric, who embezzled money from his own company, lots of it, to create this larger-than-life mansion. It starts there with rich brain and lack of integrity, and it's just not a good vibe that he's got going on. And then there's this element that he was trying to protect himself stay very insular, which is something that happens to a lot of people who make a lot of money. They start to get really weird and paranoid. So he created a moat in this tower so that he could see and be in control of everything. The other piece is that there's a possibility that it's on burial grounds, water, burial grounds, his weird energy. You have another huge elemental thing happen with the fire. And the fire was so big that it was going for like three hours. They couldn't get it under control. And they suspected it was arsonry, but couldn't prove it. To top it all off, you've got a couple of actual deaths, one from the tower for sure, and one from the moat for sure. I mean, come on. That's a really, really good setup for paranormal activity to happen. So we get a little like off topic a few times, but stay with us because there's some interesting shit here. And at the end of this recording, I'll come back and tell you more about what I found out about Hall Mansion. It is woo time. Wake the fuck up, Dustin. (laughs) (laughs) Dustin, stay awake. Listen, work is hard. This is hilarious. This is, why did I think this would go smoothly? Um, It's going to. (laughs) First of all, I went down a rabbit hole after I talked with you, Dustin, about doing Mm -hmm. this. And there's a ton of videos about Hall Manor. Hall Manor. Oh, really? On YouTube, there's a ton. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it's so interesting because it kind of falls off around 2017. And it's just drone videos from then on out. Because now they have trail cams and all that shit. They didn't have that when we went. I do remember us parking somewhere and then walking up. So we never actually parked right next to the tower. Did we? Not not that I remember. Okay. What do you remember, Jimmy? What thing stands out the most memory-wise? I can't remember if it was with you guys or with Ben first. But I remember we parked across the street that one time. Or 114, yeah. yeah. And we parked across the street and I like walking the highway, which is horribly scary to begin with. And then we went that trail. And I remember the first time I didn't make it even to the house. I turned around. Were the, you there for that? I went there two times that I can remember. And one time, yeah, you turned around. I think it was me, you, Ben, and Troutman. Remember the car that came? Yes. But even okay. that, I wouldn't go. I got the weirdest feeling. Wasn't there like a lake or a pond or something? Yeah. Yes. To the to the right. And then I remember that feeling of something, enough, not good energy. 
which made me turn around. Plus that car, I just didn't want to get a record. And <laughs> <laughs> or shot by like For, some or keeper. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some add their bodies to the pile. <laughs> very scary central Pennsylvania. Ding, 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 ding. Right. What y'all doing? Yeah, with a shotgun. Come on in, boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you go in that time, Dustin? <laughs> so separating the memories, I think it's going to be hard. I do have a tape. I recorded the one experience. And I think Audio? you, like on a video recorder, that had that like old video recorder. You have um, actual video of it? Yeah. I don't think I have any way to actually watch it. But that exists. Also, some of our old campouts, by the way. Bury oh them. my god! <laughs> Earn them. But anyhow, the one time, oh, you dropped us off. That's what happened, Jimmy. You drove us down the path, and you dropped us off, and you turned around and you left. I kind of remember that, but I also remember another time of walking down and yeah. turning around. Yeah, and I think the time we walked and turned around, I had a camera. I feel like I do remember that because there was that gate at the entrance, wasn't and there? You drove or like past it though. Yeah, yep. we could unhook it. It was the chain or something. Yeah. And a car came and we like ran and hid from it and called you and you came back and picked us back up. And that was a failed attempt. And then the next time we yes. went back with a camera and that's when Fen, you were there. And I think Jeff was there too. I feel like I went like a few times with Jeff. I think you went sometimes that I wasn't there. I turned around walking and driving. <laughs> were you there when we went during the day and we went in that camper? No, there was a time that like Jeff got hit by a paintball. Remember that? I was there for that. We all had I was I don't think I, I was not there for that. So my vague recollection is somebody seeing something jump into the pond and then us leaving because we were like, Ooh. this is fucking weird. Was it nighttime? No, because I was video recording. I was like daytime. It might have been like dawn, dusk, whatever. I don't know. I remember going, and that's I don't know if I went with Ben at some point. I thought you were there, Dustin. I thought you were there, Fen. I feel like you were there every time, Fen. I was really involved. And I remember we had like a now and then kind of summer <laughs> one summer where we were like, let's go to the library and, and look at the micro fish or whatever the hell it's called. And we were like really in it. And I thought that was me and you, Jimmy and Ben for sure. And then you were there sometimes, Dustin, but maybe I did not do any of that stuff. I feel like Jeff was a big part. Maybe of, of Jeff, Jimmy, do you frame. remember? Jeff let's call being... him up. Let's bring him in. Jeff, do. <laughs> let's get Jeff on the phone. I do remember that because I pretty much lost my job because I called off so much because <laughs> we would be like in the middle of the day where I'm like, I'm going to call off. I don't work till three. And then we were like, <laughs> piss around and like get high and then like, walk, like go to microfilm or whatever. <laughs> well, we were really, really into it. I remember we I, were. Just, I have this very distinct memory of being in the library with all of these books and stuff and, and notebooks. And we were like trying to take notes. Or, uh, was it like the Carlisle Courthouse or something? We, we we were like boots on the ground. We were doing yeah. like real investigative work. But there was really nothing that we found. It was just all manners. Construction halted. <laughs> that's like, that's true. But we did find, we found out that he was part of a legacy it, family. There's something. really good information on that now. So John P. Hall, which when I went back, that rung a bell. John P. Hall, obviously Hall, Hall Manor, Hall Mansion. It was a trucking company. And I remember us finding that he embezzled money from the company into trying to make this dream house. And then he had gone bankrupt in the 1930s because of the depression. He weaseled his way out of that afterward. And then he had this big boom 
he started doing the construction on the place in 1969 and then stopped in 1985. And around that time, he got caught again for being a bozo. Early 90s, late 80s, somewhere in there. Silver Tower Inc. bought it because he had to sell it. He was forced to sell it. And now it seems like Silver Tower Inc. still owns the property and now has hired a property management company who is obsessed with making sure everybody stays off of it, which is weird though, right? Because this is relatively new. Like they didn't do that before. Well, a couple of things. So there's also some more weirdness in who actually owns the property. If you go on Google Earth, for whatever reason, Mechanicsburg is a three-dimensional Google Earth thing. You can actually go to Hall Manor and there's a property beside Hall Manor that I actually, I looked, I found the tax records for it and you can see who owns it. And I think that it's still somehow connected to him, but I think that he somehow still owns part of it with a different named company. So, well, I mean, if you think about it, people, the place that he was forced, quote unquote, to sell it to is called conveniently Silver Tower Inc., Right. I mean, they probably just made that as the company and then bought it. Right. To save- I think, should we talk about why this place is creepy, though? Why it's like a notable thing in the area? Yes, that's where I want to go next. Well, first of all, someone died. Somebody fell off the top of the tower. And then there's all these different legends about what actually happened. So some people say it's haunted and he was pushed by a spirit. Some people say... He just lost his footing. I don't know what happened. So do you guys remember us looking into that or? The only thing I remember is that just that there was teens that went and then somebody fell. I don't remember hearing any supernatural stuff around it. Were you there during the day, Fen? In the house. There were like pentagrams drawn on the walls. There was 666 everywhere. It was super, super creepy. Like, were there dead animals? I feel like we stumbled on some things that we should not have. I feel like we did stumble upon upon a dead animal. I forgot about that. And it freaked us out. And I do remember the pentagrams and the 666. And I feel like we found evidence besides that, that there was some kind of satanic rituals going on there. Do you remember that, Jimmy? I do. Do you remember what we found? Was it, I don't know if it was like stuff burned on the ground or something. Yes. Yeah. It was like a lot of the house burned, didn't it? Yes, in in 1995, April of 1995, it was gutted by a fire. But one month... There's a bunch of weird stuff around the fire, too. There's a lot of belief that he's actually burnt the place down. There's. I do remember that. Yes, it's... Yeah, Yeah, that's like a weird bit of information that, you know, it'd be nice to have like the full details, but it's it's pretty apparent that he like attempted to sell the property, didn't want to sell, couldn't get the money that he wanted for it, and then ended up burning it down because of like insurance. So yes, like, I do remember that. Yeah, there's some odd, odd pieces of information about that. I remember that too. That, that was all speculation though, wasn't it? I mean, we didn't know for sure because I read this article that said that they could not prove that it was an arsonist, but they were very skeptical and suspicious about what started the fire. But they, because of so much damage, the fire raged for three hours and they had no control over it. So I think whoever did it, if they did do it, did a really good job. They did the full, the full throttle. I do remember burn stuff on the ground though. Like you said, that's what like sticks out was like dead, dead animal, like a squirrel or something, or I hope it wasn't a cat. And I remember an around, yeah, fire, ashes, and 
pentagram and like the 666 and all the spray paint. And it was super, super creepy. So I have this one really strong memory of being there and I don't, I can't, I don't have all the pieces. So I'm hoping you guys will fill it in. I remember there was one part of the building that seemed like maybe somebody currently, perhaps a homeless person or someone was occupying. And we went this one time and I don't know if these are connected or not, so you'll have to break it up, but a very, very creepy music box kind of thing started to play. And we were just like, what the fuck? And it seemed nobody was there and it was behind a door and we went and tried to open the door, but it was locked. And we were like, why is there a door that is locked? And I feel like this might be my memory fucked up again, but that that door wasn't locked the last time we were there. That's my memory. Oh, and wait, when we did go inside that little room, it was this tiny little room and it was almost like a dwarf's cottage or something there was like a little rug and it was totally out of place you said i think there's actually pictures of the space that you're talking about really on the interwebs so i never actually went inside of it i was only around the outside so that experience that you're talking about i wasn't there for but on the youtubes or a picture or because there's also like people that do the stuff Graylin does where like they go take pictures of rundown urban exploring Yeah. Yeah, yeah and there's a small side room whenever you walk up to the the main tower further right of it right that's what Mm -hmm. you're talking about i remember that yep it looked like a little housekeeper's quarters or something i remember that yes 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 yeah so i think that's probably what you're talking about and that's what i remember all of us talking about back then too is like somebody lived on the property to watch over it they were like uh groundskeepers wasn't there like a radio and i remember the music and that was one of the things when i thought about it was it a trailer that sat on the ground like a camper maybe but then i remember a small room yeah and there was like a hot plate it looked like somebody lit yeah. like a vagabond but then we talked about it i think we thought there's somebody he hired somebody to have like a caretaker there Ooh. or somebody to watch over the property which was so weird though right because that place is a hot mess it's definitely a hazard why didn't anybody just demolish it who wanted to keep it going and have somebody be on property and and watching it? I mean, my personal thing that I always think about is that that was his Taj Mahal. And he is like, I'm not giving this up. You know, it was a pride thing almost. One of the articles he talks about how it was like a vanity thing for him. It was a big thing to show that he had money. Because that was a the tower. The tower was just a tower. The Carolina like, Tower. Yeah, What's it's a, a bell tower. Oh. Yeah, that was what I think the design was. And there's actually a really good YouTube video that's really wild of two kids climbing up through the tower and they get pretty high up in it and then they stop. So if anybody would attempt to go do this, there's a really sketchy part where you see this guy reach for something and if he would have missed what he was reaching for, he would have died. That's a side note. Mm -hmm. Understanding climbing and how it works, he would have made a poor life choice. But anyhow, but it's a, a wild video where they actually squeeze up through this little tiny chimney part of the tower to get up higher. I need to look this up. I didn't do my homework. I'm sorry. You're, you're, you can spend an hour or three hours oh. on YouTube diving down the Hall Mansion rabbit hole. Like I do it like once every year or two because it's entertaining. And it's like oh, really good cool. footage of the... Yeah, you can also go on Google Earth and like fly around it. Did you say Kirillian? Is it C-U-R-U-L-E-A-N? <laughs> oh, boy. 
No, because I, ladies and I, gentlemen, <laughs> Dustin Campbell is not good with the English oh, language. I, I don't, I've never heard Caroline that. Caroline Tower. A yeah. Caroline Tower. I think <laughs> that it means something else. Hold on. No. Because I Carillon, found some. C A R I L L O N. Caroline Tower. Caroline. Caroline. C A R I L L O N. Oh, but wait, hold on. So we're having weird things happen here. Because look. I just remember, though, let me share this information with you. This was what that tower was supposed to be and why there's so much lore behind it, at least in my memory. So my memory, so this tower is, what, 14 stories? 16. 16 stories tall. It's right off of I-81. Drive along 81, see this massive tower sticking out of the air. And the story behind it was is that Hall was a John, John Hall, was a super paranoid human being. And this is before we did all this deep dive research to learn more about it. But he was super paranoid and he built this tower to like stay away from everybody. And at the top of it was this room that he stayed in. I do remember that. I remember that. And then it got muddy with investment and then it burning down. I also remember at one point in time, somebody told a story of it being like, old, know the right term to use, like burial grounds. Hmm. So. I do remember the part about him having a room, like a room of one's own, you know, that he had at the top of the tower that he could look out and see if anybody was attacking his space. You know, he had rich brain is what I call it when they start to get paranoid and they're like, everybody's after my money. And I do remember that part, but. And that's how it looks too. And that's, I think, why there's so much intrigue with this whole place is because it's the tallest thing for God knows how long in the middle of central Pennsylvania why would somebody build this structure for what reason? Because it just sticks up out of the ground. You see like property and leaves and, and nothing else. And then this massive tower. So it's very phallic. Maybe he had tiny penis syndrome. It's very possible. It's a very tall, skinny little tower. <laughs> <laughs> Not a tall, skinny shaft. It's a Not shaft. Impressive. Not impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I just know I wanted to go in it. Oh. <laughs> He's got Jim. <laughs> oh, Dustin. <laughs> Don't <laughs> we all? Never change. <laughs> Jimmy, yes, yeah, yes. you were going to say something, Jim. No, no, no. I just remember that. There was just so many swirling rumors and stuff around it that it was so hard to, to get answers. I don't know. I just remember it brought up a lot thinking about the thing. And there was some weird, the paintball. Were you there for the paintball? I have a vague memory of somebody being like, what the fuck is on my leg? There was no sound, nothing. And we just looked out and there was paint splatters on our leg. And there was no paint anywhere. Yeah, I do remember that. And not, I thought more than one person got hit, quote unquote. I don't know. Was it a paintball gun? That's what it seemed like. But you, when you hear a paintball, is that, are they like, yeah, they make noise. Silencers on them. And I remember Jeff had more on his leg, but I think we all had splatters. Ben had it. I had it. There was nowhere that we stepped in paint. There was just some spooky thing. I remember the one time, because I drove there the one time, and then the next day, I remember parking out in front of Jeff's, and I had a flat tire, and there was a nail in my tire. And then there was something else another time that happened. Oh, yeah. And then I there was forgot. Another time. Yeah, there was a whole bunch of weird shit that happened around. Every time it's we cars, went there, something went cars. wrong. Yeah. With people's my, cars. Whoever drove there. I and then forgot I, about that. I yeah, forgot I remember, about that, too. Something weird I happened remember, to Jeff's car, right? Mm-hmm. Jeff didn't have a with, car. Did he? I was going to say no. I think he had his mom's car, though, or something one time, maybe. Mm, that could be wrong. And I remember my sister, I don't know if you guys were there, but I went with my sister and her friends one time at night. 
she stayed in the car. She got so creeped out and she always feels, has always felt like energies and stuff like that. And I remember she said that she sat in the car and all the locks just kept going like up and down, up and down. Yeah. No. I remember that. Yeah. No. Man, what? It's yeah. been so, I totally forgot about all that Wait, stuff. Wait, Jim, Jim. Like those you... are the wooey things that I remember. The paintball, the nail in the tire, the Heather the sitting in my, and I think it was my car. And that's why I think there was something, maybe that car was. I think it was separate cars, weren't they? Was it? I, th- I, I don't yeah. think it was just. Oh, didn't something happen to Ben's car? Yeah, wait, I, I was going to say. I remember like that was... being part of the car, not Yeah, I wasn't there for the time you were with your sister, but I feel like you told us that or something. I don't know. I mean, obviously we probably talked about You may about have it. been gone. There may have been a long enough gap where like you moved to Lancaster. I was going to say mm. either that or did we go when we came back from college? Mm, I don't think so. I don't <sighs> didn't we try? Hey, didn't we try? Didn't we have garbage bags and we went? Oh, garbage bags. Why did we have them? Because it was raining. It was raining. It was raining <laughs> when I had the video camera. That is, is that, exactly. Was that, that was called. Okay. That was I do Garden remember that. State came out because <laughs> we were yeah. like garbage bags. Like, that's right. That's right. Uh, yep. Oh, that's right. That was the last time. That was the last yeah, time. Yeah, it was. And I was worried about my camera. Yep. What? Wait, but did Ooh, the I like stuff's like falling from the air? Oh my like, god! There's memories. There's memories. <laughs> it's all coming. Speaking of mushrooms. Oh uh, god! I don't know. No, 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 Next episode. The locks going up and down, Jim. Let's talk about this. That is the height of the woo. I would say that first, and then. Then maybe the paint was because that was so unusual. And then I'd say like, the music, but I can't really figure out what that music came from. There was so. also so the one time we also left, it was because we saw something run and jump into the lake. I do remember that. Yes. yes and yes. it was like this dark thing that nobody could quite identify what it was. And it didn't pop back up. It just jumped in like and splashed. And then oh, it was no. it wasn't <laughs> like a frog. Right. It was like something a- large enough that we were like, what the fuck was that? And we left. It was biped. It was. It, 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 I believe so. I don't remember that, but I could have blocked it out. You guys know how my memory is. So fantastic, perfect. It's amazing. <laughs> but did we leave right after that? Though we were like, oh hell no! After we yes. saw the thing, I kind of. I, I think I was one of the. T- I do. I remember there was like two times that we didn't make it to the house, or we did. The one time I ran. <laughs> And uh, like waddled uh, back to the car. <laughs> and then the, another time we did get to like the main area at night, but didn't explore. I remember just like getting there. And I think that was when my sister was in the car because she was the only one that stayed in the car. And there were like two or three cars there. And then we came back and she was disheveled beside herself in a corner crying. Like, like <laughs> we're just freaked out, which I was just rolled my eyes at the time. Whatever, you're dramatic. I do think. There was some truth to that. Something did happen. I mean, that's really remarkable. I mean, if 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 there was something that jumped into the water, that could be a number of things. It could have been encrypted. It could have been a person. It could have been the person camping out there fucking with us. But does anybody remember that thing reemerging? You know, because you, you can't hold your breath that's, forever. That's what I think the thing that freaked everybody out was, is that whatever jumped in never came back out. Right. Mm-mm. That's like what was like the, <laughs> that's that's messed up. That's <laughs> like an alligator in central PA. Like, I don't think so. <laughs> but it didn't slither like an alligator, right? It was like straight up and down, wasn't it? I or so, kind of like hunched over. I didn't see it. I think it was, I actually think it was you two. 
I remember just getting those weird, weird feelings. Of, mm-hmm. I can't go further at times there. Jimmy, I think we were all sensitive, but you were the most, this is some fucked up shit. I do remember that. You were like, oh, hell no. Every time we went. It was just creepy feelings. It wasn't like, and other than, and I think the whole witchcraft, and I wouldn't even say witchcraft, satanic kind of vibe is what creeped me out towards the end. Because I think it wasn't short, like long after that, we didn't go until the garbage bags. Like, I think it was that, I think that freaked me out knowing what are we walking into? What are we taking with us out of this area? But I think it was just that feeling once we got up to it, whether it was like adrenaline, you know, or like, I'm like a believing skeptic. So there's a lot that just, it's hard to say, but like, I do get those feelings still do, you know, in certain areas, but I just remember very distinctly not being able to make it past that pond, which is something did jump in, but there was also just that, that feeling. I think there's a couple of things. There's like the feeling of not supposed to being, to be there. Like you're not supposed to be there. Right. Right, There's like all the allure around those spaces being used as satanic worshiping spaces, which back to, you know, 20 years ago, whenever you're 15 and 16. We're old. We're so old. We're young. Look at us. But, you know, and I think that's also part of the entertainment value for 16-year-olds growing up in central Pennsylvania. It was the going out and exploring this thing that has this dark, negative feeling behind it that's partially created by like all the stories behind it but also because that place is really weird like it just is an odd space with an odd layout that's burnt down and people go there and do god knows what and yeah it's just a weird creepy place it was built with bad energy john p hall i feel like was not a good person and that whole however many acres like represents that sure and and he's the one that burned it down you know like that is even more just hate and right, you know, like, right, right, right. Yeah. And I think for satanic rituals and okay. So when I'm saying satanic right now, I'm talking about satanic groups that are literally conjuring evil on purpose and using black magic because Satanism is actually a really positive and lovely religion that most people don't understand. So I'm talking about the other kind of news uh, to me. Yeah. It's very, <laughs> I don't, I've never I'll explored this, but yes. Okay, cool. Ashley's very a, excited to go to the satanic temple in Massachusetts. Right? Yeah. She's in Baphomet. But I do think like our 16 year old frame of reference of satanic rituals is way different too. my 16 year old capacity to think of like satanic rituals. You're definitely sacrificing living things and spilling blood and, But in all reality, like that might not even be anywhere near what was actually going on. Well, it might not have been. But what I was going to say is that it could have been because there was such a negative energy to that place. A lot of times people who are in those kind of groups who are actively trying to conjure evil or work with black magic go to places that have already an intrinsic negative vibe because it's easier to conjure more negativity from that negative space. In some cases, a lot of people think that you can create portals in those spaces because there's already an access point to negativity and you get a bunch of people in there all focusing their attention. And then who knows, maybe they conjured some kind of weird cryptid that jumped into the pond and lives in there now. No one knows. I hope not. That's not very far from my house. How how far is it from you? Ten minutes. Oh, really? Just a short trip down I eighty one. Oh, <laughs> Justin, you really got out of your hometown. <laughs> you did go to California for a very long time, so yeah. And I went there and came back with a wife named Ashley. And what are you doing? 
I did go to California and come come back with a wife named Ashley. Who went there first? You did. Let the record set it. So I went to Oregon and I came back with somebody named Ashley too. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I went to Pittsburgh and met a Dan. Oh, but Dan's so cute. I love Dan. I agree. Tell Dan that we all said hi. One of the things when we met, there's a place out here, Torrance. It's a Mm -hmm. mental facility. And they used to, in high school, go. There's old Torrance that burnt. There's an abandoned building of it. And that's where they used to go. An old part of the hospital that... I think now it's been torn down, but Dan, they used to go as teenagers. And I was like, oh, we used to go to this call manor. <laughs> then mm-hmm. we went to Heisey, the house on Heisey Road, right? Oh, I don't yes. remember that. The, that one was a story of the, the whole house was gutted. It's actually now like this beautiful horse farm. But the story okay. was this guy killed his whole family and threw him in the well. And then I there, was, that. there was Bones the house. under the porch. <laughs> Or Wait, in the base- what? Bones in the basement or bones on the like- well. There's a well. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then there was there was the house that was off of Lisburn Road going down to McCormick. Remember that? Yes. And Ben, ben what the hell was Ben doing? He like took us to these houses like, okay, guys. <laughs> but that place had, so that place was super fucked up. And I don't want to get really off topic, but that place had the kids' beds upstairs. You walked in the basement and it was waist high kids' toys. And there was chains and like handcuffs on the children's beds upstairs. And the story is that that was a foster family's house. And I wouldn't go upstairs, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think you, I went upstairs. I took Julie in there and she's super oh. empaths. And, and she was like, fuck this, we're not going in there. And she left. Bad, like, bad energy. Yeah, yep. she went to other places with me and she was just like, this place is not okay. Mm-mm, um, mm-mm. Were you ever scared, Dustin? Remember, 16-year-old me was afraid of almost everything. I take that back. 16-year-old me was that. really afraid of getting in trouble. I don't either. Yes, I do. Oh, remember I, remember that. That. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> General consensus is... I do remember um, that. So, so 16-year-old me like was more afraid of getting in trouble than the place itself. But I feel like in those cases, like it's hard not to be scared because you build this... like Part of the fun is building up all of this excitement around potentially a haunted place, right? The place feels dark, but you're also creating the story of this place where this kid died, which is absolutely true. Like there's, there's news articles about the kid falling to his death from the tower, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And then you go there and it's this rundown, beat up place that has negative energy, so. Yeah, I mean, one month before the fire in April of 1995, somebody that's who you're talking about. He fell from 10 stories up on the tower. So no matter what, a death did happen right at that spot. And because it was probably accidental, it sounds like, you know, who, I mean, I don't know for sure, but it seems like based off of what I researched that it was an accidental death. That means that the potentiality for him to haunt that space is higher because he, he didn't mean to die. There could be imprints there. Maybe it's him who runs into the into the water. You know, maybe there's a poltergeist element. I don't know. Right. And then also, like, who know, yeah, like what caused him to fall? Was it a simple slip? You know, and that and that's where you can like start getting into it's, it's a dark space because that guy burnt the whole the whole place burnt down. Whoever whether it was him or a random fire, you know, no matter what, that's like pretty dark. And then someone dies there and that's dark. And then like, you just have this festering building that is not doing anything good anymore. So that's dark too. Not a happy place. Either of you know, if John P. Hall is dead. 
I don't for facts, but I feel like he is. I think he is too. If you said you referenced something in the 30s, if that is the case, he is dead. That was just the company. He's probably dead. You're right. I was going to say that could be his dad or something, but. Yeah. And the article that I saw is when he was trying to sell it before, what, what year did it burn down? 1995. 90? Yeah. So the article that I saw, he looks to be about in his late 50s to early 60s. So he'd have to be in his 90s by now, which I don't think my guess is he's dead. Yeah, the article is really interesting because he's actually like it. The Sentinel is quoting him talking about why he's selling it and why he built it and what it is. So does he have a creepiness to him or is he just a a rich brain kind of weirdo guy? Just that. Did he have a oh, wife? And so, yeah, and she's in the picture too. He built the house and like the structure of it based around his world travel. So it was supposed to be like this place that he went and he mimicked it after it. Mm-hmm. So it was like this really special, odd place for him. And I think there's one of the chimneys is like a, a heart too. Like it had a bunch of interesting architecture in it. Was it Italy or something? I think, I think it, it was, was Italy. Italy. It was some, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the other weird thing about it is that if you're going to build your dream house, right, your dream mansion, you would basically plan for it. You would have blueprints and you would have somebody come in and help you with it. The The weird thing is that he did it piece by piece and just added on here and there. Okay, here it is. Because of that, though, it doesn't all go together. The pieces don't actually go together for the whole property, which is really, really unusual. And he put $2 million into it. No, I remember it was very pieced together. There was like no layout and no flow. Yeah, no layouts or blueprints, right? Like you said. Which is weird because maybe that goes along with what Dustin said in that he was so paranoid that maybe he didn't want to have a bunch of contractors. Maybe he didn't want to hire all the necessary people. He just wanted to hire his close people. All right, let me me read this to you. So the article is auction runs two weekends. The John P. Hall auction will be held from 9 a.m. until 4 p.m. It continues 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturday. Wise Hall's selling. I dream beyond my means. So that's the title of the title. Of the oh, article. I remember that. Yeah. So it says, today's the first day of what may become the most talked about auction in Cumberland County's history, that of Mechanicsburg businessman John P. Hall. Over the next two weekends, Hall's distinctive $2 million house, just about everything in it, and 16 and a half acres it sits on will be sold to help him get out of bankruptcy. Uh, how did the heir to one of the more successful trucking businesses in the area, Hall's Motor Transit, arrive at such a state? Hall 51, so he was 51 back then, so he might still be alive. What year is it? 1993, July 24th, 1993. Okay. Okay, in 1969, Hall moved to his estate just off Mechanicsburg exit of Interstate I-81 and started building his house. He never had a long-range game plan, he says. I built it as I went along. Hall traces his financial troubles to 1988 when he says he began falling victim to a downward spiral in the economy. Ski Snow Peak, a ski resort in Thompson Town that Hall still owns, began draining his resources away from the house, which was nowhere near completion. Hall also started pouring money into another failing business, a marina in Stone Harbor, New Jersey, which I think is still connected to his house. That's, that's the weird connection, is that Stone Harbor, I think. Acting as his own general contractor and pretty much his own designer, Hall finished the exterior of the 150-foot tower atop his home, which is easily visible to motorists on Interstate I-81. But Hall eventually realized finishing the exterior would only be about one-third of the total cost. The businesses continued draining his resources in 1990-1991. About a dozen lawsuits were filed against Hall and his companies by various creditors trying to get money from him. 
as early as 1989, court records indicate Hall was trying to reorganize one of his businesses, Hall Harbor Yacht Basins Incorporated, under Chapter 11 to protect it from creditors. The decision to auction off his estate is one of trying to make lemonade out of lemons. Hall says he wanted to have some control over the situation while he's still debtor in possession under Chapter 11. I think we found that back in the day, Fed. I think that we had copies of it or Ben made copies of it or something. I feel like we did too. Yeah. Because I remember, That's I remember that the layout. Title. And yeah, there's there's pictures of the old Hall Manor. There's John P. Oh, yeah. There's a view from the top of it. So it's actually like the only picture of it actually not burnt that I've ever found or ever seen. That creeps well, me out. That was two years before it burned, right? 1993? Yeah. That's really interesting. I'm curious what happened to him. You can probably find his obituary. Oh, as I say, we can look up his obituary. Here's an article in the Sentinel that says, catching up Hall Mansion still vacant up for sale. Silver Spring Township landmark currently listed for $1.25 million. So they were Just trying to sell it. it. Why would you sell like that for $1.25 million? Well, it is 16 acres of land. But still, in that area, why would you <laughs> Here's sell? an it? Here's a creepy tower and a burned down. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'll it's take in, it. it's in Bumblefuck, Pennsylvania. Well, My parents live in Wrightsville and they're on 13 acres. And I'm telling you right now, they did not buy their little house for 1.25 million or anywhere no. near that. So no. you're right. Why is it so expensive? For those of us that still reside where they grew up. So 81 is like one of the largest, this area is like one of the largest trucking hubs. So there's a ton of land that's being sold off of 81 for trucking companies and the such. Hmm. So. Oh, it does say here in March 1995, Ernest Barr Jr. He was 22 years old and he fell to his death in the tower's elevator shaft. Police reported that Barr of Mount Holly Springs was with a group of friends and they had been drinking prior to the accident. So, yes, it was an accident and they were probably just being dumb and climbing it. Yeah. Which I don't recommend. Also, to anybody listening to this, please do not go on the property now. There Mm -hmm. are loads of cameras. They have arrested a number of people. Yeah, local cops posted the newspaper article saying like here's the amount of people we cite every year for trespassing you know there's cameras it's let's monitor daily yeah it's no it's joke unfortunate but it's not the there. way it used to be you what you can do is if you have a drone you can take your drone through and get really nice footage and you can get pretty close and that doesn't seem to bother them because there's a lot of drone videos online right now but i wouldn't take the risk of going onto the actual property I'm speaking to you, urban adventurers out there. This is not the one. <laughs> it's like a misdemeanor. And then I know I, I heard the whole thing. The cops out here have nothing else to do. Literally. Don't give them something to do. Truth. Okay. Can you guys remember anything else? Did we forget anything? Do I don't you? think so. No. Do you remember? I, I just remember going with my sister and her friends the one time. But were you there? I, you might have been there, Dustin. Mm-mm. No, I was only there twice. Once was with when you dropped us off and you ran away. You, <laughs> <laughs> you keep I'm bringing sound, that up. I'm, I'm, I'm joke. God damn it, Dustin! Like, <laughs> You're making uh, me sound bad. And then the other time was whenever we probably ran away because I was afraid of getting a So there. Yeah, because I, I feel like I was there like a handful of times at least. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I think you went multiple times more than I did. Yes. That's my recollection. Yeah. Somebody... But there's nothing else I can remember. I just remember the two weird car experiences the next day. What was the other the weird Chardy... car experience? Because I remember there were two, and Ben and I remember talking about it, because we found the, the nail in my tire at Jeff's house the next day. Was it the <sighs> lug nuts? Oh, that was Ben's car. <gasps> oh my God, I remember Ben's that. Car. Yeah, yes. that was Ben's car. Yes, because okay. his dad was like, holy shit, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Like, you could, you your t- wheel could have fallen off. <laughs> you totally. Dustin, yes, yes, good yes. Good job, yes. Dustin. That is it. It good immediately, work. as soon as you said it, I was like, that's why it freaked us out so much because yes. whoever did it or whatever did that to the car, they, they removed the lug nuts. The wheel could have just fallen off. Was it one or was it more than one wheel? It was. Just the one. I feel like it was just the one. But my recollection is it was one, and they were like super loose. Like it wasn't like the repair shop did a bad job of tightening them. It was like somebody had intentionally almost taken them off. Yeah. Which and it was like the day after we were there, or like when we figured it out, and then there was the nail in the tire. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that was the three things. That there was the three things. It was the the lug nuts, nail in the tire, and then the locks going up and down. Oh yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I was always cars. It was always cars. Yep. That's really interesting that it was always cars. It freaks yeah. me out of like the person that would do that. Like I know we were stupid and kids having fun, you know what I mean? But like, it, was it a oh, first off? Hopefully, it was a person. But what are your intentions to like literally that like, could do harm? Sure. To yeah. people, like so, what are your whoever's there or if there's a spirit, you know? And I think again, not good energy at, at all. Anything surrounding that. And I feel like. I recall people interacting with, so like whenever you drive up to the property, there's a long driveway that's currently blocked by a chain, but there's a house that also sits at the beginning of it. And I think people have interacted with the people that lived there at the time. And it was very negative interactions of people being like, get the fuck off this property. Yes. Like, and more or less being sick of it. Yes. So whether or not they were any part of popping tires or loosening lug nuts or anything to scare kids away, maybe. Who but knows? there's still something that doesn't sit right to this day about that with me, you yeah. know, like where it's not even, I, that's why I don't know if it was a per, you know, again, if it was a person. Right. That, yeah, like, I agree. or, or what, if something just doesn't sit right. And, you know, I, like I said, I'm a skeptic believer, but there's still that just something is not right. Yeah, that's the part to me that, that I agree. Like the remembering going onto the property is not something that brings up terrible feelings. I just think it's a weird property with dark energy, but what I do remember and now, the more they talk about it, the more that I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. The weirdness around everything that happened to the cars and it not feeling right because they were so they weren't Jim's car had a pop tire and the locks going and the lug nuts. It was like these very separate instances that were all based around like somebody or something intentionally fucking with us because we were entering this property Mm -hmm. right right like it felt like a threat almost right oh yeah definitely felt like a threat yeah but it makes sense for the two the the nail on the tire and the lug nuts for that to possibly be a human you can't make the locks go up and down can you dustin you're mechanical can you make locks go in up and down inside a freaking car with some magical way Unless you have a fob, right? But, yeah. I mean, Unless you have that a fob. Time, at that yeah. time, we didn't have those. Oh right, yes. Yeah, so this was back and, and in nobody like... else. My sister, like nobody else would have had it except for if it was my car. Right. I don't remember whose car it was. Whoever had the key, 
And my yeah. sister wouldn't sit there like hit the fob in the car by herself, like screaming. I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> you need to talk to your sister. I will. I will. <laughs> but either way, if it was a human, I go back to what Jimmy just said earlier, is that if it was a human that was trying to threaten us, that's really fucked up. The tire, right. the nail on the tire is not as bad. It's just like, oh, now you have a flat. That's an inconvenience. But taking the lug nuts off of your, that's sure. like you could die. You, That's it, fucked up. It, I mean, that's the only a certain other, kind of person. The only other weird thing about, I feel like the lug nuts was, I feel like at that time too, we weren't down there very long. For one, it might've been the time where we, like one of the times we ran back, but there was no signs of anybody. And I, was it at night that that happened? Like that we were, were we there at night and then the next day we realized it and that where we didn't see any car lights, there was no lights up the road, like up the path. And there, again, there was just something that did not sit right. Or were we there even long enough for somebody to go and loosen these? That's why it doesn't sit right. Something just does not sit right. It about doesn't make sense. Me. Who was just sitting there in the dark? Because we would have, like you said, we would have seen the lights. So if somebody was just sitting there in the dark with a wrench, to the specific right. kind of wrench that you need to take lug nuts off of cars. I don't know. Right, and right. I think, I also think it's something, and I don't remember the details of it, but I do feel like what I remember is us going through the experience of the mechanic. Could it have been this scenario checked all the boxes and none of them made sense. None right. of them were like, this was a realistic possibility of a human making this choice. It was like something, something odd is going on, uh, you know, with this scenario. So the thing jumping in the lake, you can explain that away potentially, right? You, maybe you catch something out of the corner of your eye that you think is somebody running, or maybe it just ends up being something that you think is big as whatever you can maybe explain that away. But like, I remember going through the wheel situation and being like, this just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And we were pretty investigative. So I feel like we were purposefully trying to find answers. We weren't, we weren't like blinders on. We were like, right. no, there could have been a way. <laughs> and I mean, I'm sure we weren't thinking the way we would think now if we went to Hall Mansion because we were little I'm teenager brains. I but I'd love to go now. Wouldn't do it. I I would I'd, not. You would not mm. go? I would love to go. If I had permission, sure. I, had permission. I think that's the whole thing, too. If I had permission, I would I would yeah, go. I would go in a heartbeat. Well, yes. none of us want to yeah. get a little misdemeanor slap on the wrist. Um, and it, or like shot. Yeah, or shot. So, I, yeah, I agree. I think we all agree if we had permission. But if we had permission, would you go, Jimmy? Probably. <laughs> During the I, day. I, During the day. No, I actually think I would go. I, I would go if I had enough people. I'd love to take like a good drop, drop us off halfway down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done, guys. I'm done. Like, See you guys. Uh, You're on your own. I would probably go again because I'm kind of like now at that point, like a skeptic believer, if that makes sense. It's hard to explain, yes, but You're I think a rational, logical thinking believer. Believer, we're, well, yes. We're adults, you know what I mean? Like as we right. become adults, that I think naturally I'm more skeptical because you just, you know, I think that's right. what we do as we age. We can become less creative. So I think like going as an adult, it would be interesting to go there and be like, oh, you know, yeah, I'd love to okay. revisit that. Mm -hmm. I would love to know if I get those feelings again. That weird right. Like you said, Dustin, was that all we were just Building it up in our heads till when we got there, this explodes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
Yeah. Well, I've met so many mediums and and people who are able to speak with the dead through this podcast. It would be really cool to take one with us and be like, do you even feel anything here? Or did we make this all up? You know, that would be <laughs> cool. Like, this is lovely, lovely. They're like, this is lovely ground. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, I feel so much love, a pride and sense and of peace. building. And yeah. peace. It's not ominous. Butterflies <laughs> yeah. fluttering this around rainbows. Man used his money to build what he wanted. Like <laughs> he was full of love and joy. He gave billions to charities. That's why he went bankrupt. It was so sad that he had his one cigarette of his life when he found out he went bankrupt and ended up burning the place down. <laughs> I love the new narrative. It's so good. I don't know what you know about paranormal shows, but sometimes they'll be like, oh, no one's ever gone to this property because they didn't have permission, but because the production company pulled some strings, they were able to do it. Right, right. That's. I just wonder what like the who owns it and what their feelings and thoughts are. Well, and also what's their fee? Right, right. 1.25 million. Yeah. Like you, you may enter <laughs> for one hour. Yeah, 45 minutes. Well, yeah. I know Dustin has to go to bed because we're old and you have a toddler. So I oh, love yes. you. Oh, you're not. I love you too, Jim. It was so nice seeing you. I, I know so much it's miss been your so face. So long. I love you. Yeah, this is lovely. Bye, guys. What did you think of the car locks going up and down? Right? That is the weirdest part because the other two things could just be some creepy person, which I found out that could possibly be John P. Hall's son who lives in that little, I don't know why I remembered it as being uh, especially small. Like in my mind, I thought it was for some kind of actual fae dwarf. I really did. It was kind of which one of these things is not like the other. It was like, look at this crazy abandoned place that has pentagrams and weird stains and smells and messages on the walls and 666s everywhere and this ominous tower. And then you just have this like hot plate and a little rug and it just felt weird. It just felt like it wasn't meant to be there. It could have been John P. Hall's son. A lot of people on the threads of the interwebs are saying that it was him or it was somebody associated with him who just stayed on the property. But why? Right? Why not demolish the place? It's such a hazard. I believe John P. Hall is still alive. He does not live in Pennsylvania anymore. He lives in Washington. Now, I don't know if he's still alive now. He was alive at the time of one of the articles, which I think was 2012. So he would be pretty old at this point, I think. I think he might be 79. So it didn't seem like he was living a terribly healthy life, but you never know. Maybe he's doing just fine and he just wanted to wash his hands of this place or somehow he's connected to it and he doesn't want to see it demolished. Or maybe his son is the caretaker and he doesn't want to see it demolished. I don't know. The plot thickens. But what I do know, I'm going to just say this again. I know I'm repeating myself a lot on this, but don't go on the property. They will give you at least a $500 fine. I'd love to go and investigate it. So maybe we can figure out a way to get to there. If that does happen, I will absolutely take video and bring you guys along for the ride. Back to the locks going up and down. So maybe there was just like a regular old human crouching in the dark waiting for stupid teenagers with the tool that you need to remove lug nuts from your tires. 
that is possible, but it is not possible, especially in the trash vehicles that we were driving in the early 2000s for the the locks to go up and down and throughout the entire car like that. So this is what Jimmy's sister said. This is a text thread that she sent. The locks went up and down and there were like lights that were coming up from the house to the car. And I thought it was you guys and it wasn't. And my cell signal wouldn't work because I was trying to call Mike to come and get me. The lights were circling the car and then they were just gone. And then everything was dark and quiet again. I remember feeling chaotic and like it seemed busy, if that makes sense. Like the energy felt busy and loud and then suddenly it just wasn't anymore. I know I sound crazy, but that's what I remember. The most notable thing was the chaotic energy and then nothing. It was like right out of a movie. So many years after it happened, she sticks by her story. She even says what so many people in this woo world say. I know I sound crazy, but I know what I remembered. I know what I saw. I know what I experienced. I hear that all the time from people who have paranormal experiences. I believe her because I know there was some weird fucking shit going on at Hall Mansion. And what do you think about that being that jumped into the lake or the moat and then never came back up? What do you think about the pentagrams? Is it just kids playing stupid games, trying to freak each other out, trying to freak other people out? Or were there occultists with maybe not the greatest intentions using the energy of the place to create more chaos, to create more darkness, so to speak, maybe even evil? I love talking to Jimbo and Dustin. I had forgotten that this is what I had done and that it was so compelling for me. And it's funny now that I've come full circle. I did not expect to be doing as much paranormal work as I'm doing right now. And there's even more on the horizon in the next like six months. It's going to be all paranormal all the time, really, for me. I'm going to post another episode kind of like this where we discuss Hellier, which is a huge mystery I have mentioned it before. It's a paranormal TV show. It is different from all the other paranormal TV shows out there. If you haven't checked it out, you definitely should so that you're ready for that recap because we're going to dive in and we're going to dissect the mystery that is hellier that is still going on as we speak. If you love Follow the Woo and you want to help support this podcast and get more content, the best way is to become a patron. You can go to patreon.com slash follow the woo. Thank you so much to all the new listeners. I see you. So many of you are binging the show, which I really appreciate. If you have a minute, it'd be great if you could rate and review this podcast, especially on Apple. That's where it means the most. Also, Podchaser is super helpful as well. Gotta speed, my people's. I hope you're thoroughly enjoying spooky season amidst the astrological shitstorm we have been in. Bye! Thank you for following The Woo with me today. If you love what you heard, please make sure to subscribe to Follow The Woo wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're feeling particularly stoked about this show, please leave a review and or rating. You can also support this podcast by becoming a member of The Order of Woo, where you'll get community access and loads of extra goodies exclusively on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash follow the woo. 
The Order of Woo patrons bolster this podcast and community and allow for the creation of more content, products, services, and events over time. Every little bit helps, and I'm so grateful for the patrons who have joined the order already. If you've experienced something magical, mystical, or just downright weird and want to discuss it, or if you're interested in sharing your expertise, or if you want me to research a woo topic with you or for you, please email me at followthewoo at gmail.com. Join me next week for another woo topic. And remember, tell the truth, be nice to each other, and if it feels right, 